Hey, hey, Welcome to Lennox for the Rest of Us, episode 241. My name is Door to Door Geek. This show is brought to you by our Patreon people. Thanks to them, we have completely ad-free content. And speaking of people who support us, how is everything going, Bruce? Doing pretty well. You know why? Guess how many rolls of toilet paper and water I bought? None. Correct. <laughs> you know why? Because the flu doesn't cause the runs. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, and I'll just say it like this. I love the absolute insane number of mental invalids going completely crazy this past week. And I'll say this. I got more hate mail I have had in my entire life in this last week because I completely stated that everybody is completely overreacting to this COVID thing. And I have no problem in saying this. Dramatic pause. This show is brought to you by Robert Klein, or, or sorry, Richard Klein. Thank you for your support in the past, Richard Klein. You supported this network in the past, Richard Klein. And if you want to discontinue your Patreon support, Richard Klein, completely, honestly, your name just happened to come up right here. And if you decide to discontinue your support because I do not adhere to the popular belief that this is the end of the world, then so be it. I will continue to be me. You will continue to be you. The main difference is nothing is going to change except the government is going to con- get, it's going to continue spending mass amounts of money when they really don't have to. And that's just the bottom line. So thank you for your support in the past. And if you feel like you do not want to support us in the future, you don't have to. Nobody has to. We're all adults. We all can move past. With that stated, I will say this. I don't have a dry cough. Do you, Bruce? Absolutely not. And even if I did, it was caused by the asbestos I breathed in at junior high. Speaking of asbestos, I know my work building is literally filled in the penthouse with asbestos. The only reason I know this is because I witnessed it firsthand. Um, I will say this. I did say in the previous episode that everybody is overreacting to this. And then certain people took that as an extremely derogatory term. I will say this, like I use the word dis distraction and they take that as a negative term. I take distraction as a positive term. If I do not have distractions in my normal life, I will become unquestionably depressed. So distractions to me are a good thing. If I say everybody's overreacting and you take that as a bad thing, that is your own goddamn fault. Get away from me. Move away. And the reason I say this is I've spent over 30 hours in the last two weeks directly communicating with professionals at at extremely high medical institutions, advising state organizations on how to act and how to react. And that, and that, um, Medical professional said one thing to me that stuck with me. He said, you can say we're overreacting. That's because we are overreacting and we're overreacting, trying to save elderly people's lives. If that's what it takes to save elderly people's lives, then yes, you can say we're overreacting because we are. Well, also the fun fact was, as we already know at this point, 
uh, it's affecting the usual sources. You know, it is affecting the elderly, uh, uh, well, or the folks that have underlying health issues. That has never changed. Last year's flu took eighty thousand lives. You know, so I mean, right now we're not at that number, and you know, we might get close to it. But if you want to look at a sobering thought, then Google top ten uh, plagues. And you'll see that these numbers won't come close. If they do, I'd be very surprised. How dare you bring facts and numbers to this conversation? What the hell is wrong with you? Um, I'll also say it like this. For anybody who says this is going to mirror a pandemic from 1920 or 1950, I seriously have no problem saying you are god-awful stupid. We have ubiquitous communication from continent to continent to continent hell we nearly have ubiquitous communication from planetary object to planetary friggin object we had the entire genetic code once discovered in china ubiquitously transferred from place to place to place in under a month that has never before been possible not only that we have unbelievable medical advancements available to us. And I'll say it like this. We're going to talk about freedom. Freedom, it's a very hard to define thing. I can't tell you what freedom is. You can only tell yourself what freedom is. And then you have to decide what's more important. Community, safety, security, longevity, or individual personal liberty. Because China is a top-down government, China was able to immediately relinquish everybody's personal liberty for the greater country's survival. They have literally had zero cases of this coronavirus in the last week. Why? Because they have unbelievable iron fist control over everybody. Am I saying that's what I want? Hells to the no. But I will say this. There is no absolutes. There is no perfection of white, perfection of black, perfection of good, perfection of bad. I will say this. China has stranglehold. They've put the coronavirus in a sleeper hold, and they've destroyed it when more open environments like the United States, like France, like Spain, like Greece, like Italy, like everyone else is having a very difficult time dealing with this. I will say this. I have no problem in air quotes, personal quarantining myself because I'm an introvert and I'm okay with that. Well, I think a couple of things to consider here too, along those lines. So one of the problems here is incompetence plays a big role in it, especially in the beginning on how this entered the United States. Uh, and then once it was here, how it was monitored or if even so, there have been several instances right now where folks had actually self-reported and they were denied tests. So, you know, you have that. There was an actual interesting story about the lowest rates of infection is Singapore. And unlike other, what's interesting about that is uh, they realized that with when they got hit with the avian flu, they realized they didn't want this happening again. And so they made all the necessary adjustments. As soon as they started hearing about this in January, they got everything mobilized by February 1st and locked everything down. And, 
this is an example of where you need to learn from the past. And the United States still, well, let's see. Now that we have a precedent, let's see what happens next time around. Yes. Yes, absolutely utter truth. And I'll also say I love the fact that I had five people, five people, not one, not two, not three, but five people email me claiming I was calling them out for being anti-Semitic on the last podcast, which just tells me there's a lot of people out there with a guilty conscience because you know what? You actually probably are anti-Semitic. And I'll say it like this. There's no clear definition on what it means to be anti-Semitic. Some people are okay with Israel being treated a little bit poorly. Some people are okay with Jewish people being, you know, these people are Jewish. Maybe they didn't, shouldn't deserve X, Y, or Z. I am of the belief to be negative towards anybody on any measurable thing that they cannot control whether it be your birth race, your birth color, your birth sex, your birth culturalism is a ism and is bad. So if you, let's say the creator of a semi-popular Linux distribution says openly that you will not accept any money from a country of people or a culture of people just because of their culture, well, that's wrong. That's really wrong. And I firmly believe Anybody supporting that individual because of those comments are equally negative and bad. Am I right? No. Am I wrong? Nope. I'm just me. And that's how I define these things. And I'll say it like this. Bruce, I am willing to pay you money if before next episode you watch this series, this link will be in the notes, and it's a crash course YouTube series entitled Navigating Digital Information. Uh, I'm going to right now take my mouse, take my cursor. I'm going to copy this link. I'm going to bring it over to the mumble, which me and Bruce use uh, to communicate with. I'm going to copy it over to the Google Hangouts. I'm going to copy and paste it there. I'm going to take it over to the YouTube. I'm going to copy and paste it there because the, the real gist of this video series is. You should never believe anybody with absolute assuredly. You need to stop being a follower and you need to understand how to do your own personal inquiries, your personal searches on those things. Whether it is somebody saying the earth is flat, you shouldn't listen to them. If they're saying the earth is round, you shouldn't listen to them. You should do your own personal investigation and find out what you deem to be the truth. To just follow any entity is guaranteed complete failure and idiocracy. And I love the word idiocracy. Well, it's also time to start doing some independent research, too, because I think one of the things that's gone by the wayside uh, is uh, I think a lot of folks have forgotten how to do exactly that. You know, and again, one of the worst parts about it is the Internet is full of white noise as it is. It's also a matter of navigating those waters, too. But, you know, again, um, I'd like to believe that we've all gone through an educational system that helps us make those kind of choices. But, 
You know, I think when the day is done, I guess it all depends, you know. Have we become a much more selfish nation? I think to a degree, yes. Uh, because uh, I think part of the reasons, uh, as a lot of um, foreign folks will say, the ones that I work with on a day-to-day, -day, is that he goes, you guys claim to be all about the community, but right now you're totally going to the stores and you're buying as much as you can, which leaves nothing for the community. And they're right. I mean, you go to the store now, the shelves are literally empty, and quite frankly, I've never seen it to this degree. I mean... I've done a little bit of over shopping. I've got 45 packs of ramen, which will carry me through the day, as well as maybe an extra case of chicken noodle soup. But you know what? When it comes, it comes because I look at it this way. I've had a good run, maybe a little too good. Yep. And, and I'll say like this. Um, I challenge anybody to tell me they've done this. I have personally went to 20 doors in my local community and knocked. And I literally said, hi, my name is Steve McLaughlin. I live X number of doors down. Is there anything that you need? How many of you people have done that? So for you to try to criticize me, trying to say I'm criticizing people for overreacting, well, they are overreacting. At the same token, when in history have any, has anyone looked at any political maneuver and thought they're underreacting or overreacting? The answer is 100%. How many times have you looked at anything that's happened politically and thought, you know, they perfectly navigated that situation? The answer is none. So for someone to criticize me to say that I am a blankety, blankety, blank, delete expedive because I've said that they're under, under like um, appreciating this or whatever, you clearly are a alarmist, is what I'll say. Um, and anyone out there again, who thinks that what they follow is perfection, you really need to do some self-education is the way that I put it. And not to go all tinfoil hat on you too, I think another item to consider is this. Um, it's times like this that our own government, as hard as it is to believe, uh, tends to use these items as distractions as well because what's happening now we're not focusing on some is happening. Something else is happening that we're not seeing right now because it works perfectly with their design. Bruce. Oh my goodness. Okay. The number one thing, the only thing, the only thing that any government has been good at in the last 50 to 60 years is spending money. It's not good at being efficient. It's not good at being economical. It's not good at, caring for human beings it's not good at doing what is right ethically or morally because to be quite frankly honest i don't know a single person high up in government who even can spell the word ethical or moral they're great at spending money now if spending money benefits the greater good i guess i'm okay with it if spending money is ridiculously stupid i'm not for it here's the perfect example they literally closed our public schools for two weeks for over 14 days, and they're going to pay people to go in and hand sanitize everything in the school, even though every study that has ever came out said any coronavirus can only last at the most nine days 
in a normal ecosystem, which means if you close the school for 14 days and no one touches anything, every Kamona virus will naturally die. But that's not good enough. We have to spend more money just to say that we're doing the right thing. Um, this is a perfect example of government bloat, of corporatism just going crazy and figuring out how we can spend more money to justify our own existence, aka like the Edge browser in Windows 10. Well, those folks are finally making a killing, whoever invested in Purell, I'll tell you that. Or even in water, Coca-Cola is doing just fine. Um, yeah, I, I guess well, the bottom line is that uh, in terms of world events, um, North Korea has been continually firing off missiles into the East Sea, you know, and... Uh, again, what's the purpose of that for other than the fact that that maybe is also another distraction in and of itself? So, um, yeah, uh, something something else is happening while it's going on. Now, the stock is losing money hand over fist, but there are people out there who are savvy investors who know how to play. And I forget what the I know there's day traders, um, but it's the uh, st what is it? They get they guess in futures. And you can make a lot of money if the Dow crashes, uh, just as much as you can do it on the way up. So whoever plays that game right now, they're doing quite well. Well, I'll say if you do not invest, uh, it's a bad time. If you are a, a investor, right now is so good of a time. Um, you have all these mental invalids completely freaking out, like Bruce said in the very beginning, buying toilet paper like it's gold, like it's seeds, like it's the future of all humanity, to where if you are comfortable with investing, if you have any extra income, you invest right now, you will be, it will be like you've invested for the past 20 years. So I hope everyone can do it. There is an open source uh, list I wanted to bring you, and it was from uh, ZD.net. And I will say this, if you don't know about ZD.net, I don't know why you're listening to the show. Um, Stephen J. Von Nichols published a link basically listing all of the Linux and open source conferences list on what's canceled or what's in air quotes going viral because, you know, we have an insane number of things that are being canceled here, even if they're six to eight to 12 months in the future. Um, and I will thank Stephen J. Von Nichols from ZDNet for sharing these kinds of links. Um, I'm perfectly okay with events canceling things because here's the real dirty secret, Bruce. I don't know if you remember this, but literally 10 years ago, we talked about on Linux Basics, L-I-N-U-X-B-A-S-I-X, about doing a completely online conference. And once again, surprise, we were just ahead of the time, it seems like. Oh, my only regret is we didn't follow through on that because you're correct. I mean, uh, I think one of the things that, that, you know, one of the things that may have given us pause was um, there was that time Tracy Holtz started his own radio station uh, online. And then that incorporated the, I believe that incorporated the Northeast Linux, let's say that again, the Northeast Linux Fest, the uh, Jonathan Nadu. Uh, event 
and we went live with that. And I'm and I I think that despite all of the stuff that we'd put together, it was such a Herculean effort at the time. Uh, I think we inadvertently just tabled the online uh, event. But you know what? I think this is becoming more and more of a realistic proposition. It may be worth returning to at this point. Yeah, I mean, it will be very easy to host a mumble server with a limit of 1,200 people, costs less than 30 or $40, and allow presenters to say, here's my mumble channel, but I'm going to present on this other interface. Whether it's Twitch, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Vimeo, whether it's something else, it doesn't matter. There's no reason why we could not have an open hub available to us to present all these other ecosystems, all these other talks, all these other sessions. Um, I will say I have made no secret that there is disgusting Linux content out there that I feel deserves no airtime. Because of that, I don't think I should be the person who should be the like president or organizer of such an event because disgusting content out there would probably not want to partake in a, in a event that I am a backer thereof. Well, looking at some of these events, I think one of the things that I... I... Uh, I really, really wish is that it's interesting if there's a Microsoft event versus a Red Hat event. Um, my work actually has the ability to uh, justify going to either, either or. But most of the time, um, uh, my managers are not well enough aware of the Red Hat ecosystem in our in our uh, work environment they would most likely allow us to go to the Microsoft event before they go to the Red Hat event. And that's really too bad because most of the time, I'm sure the Red Hat event is a quarter of the cost of what it would be if you were to go to uh, uh, Ignite. And uh, we may find that out this September. Well, I mean, I don't want to be completely ignorant or rude, but in 2020... What's the difference between a Red Hat event and a Microsoft event? I'm pretty sure they both have similar agendas. I'm pretty sure they both have similar technologies. I'm pretty sure they both have similar spit and polish. I'm pretty sure they both have the same type of ideals. The only difference would probably be the entrance fee and where they're located. Um, I say that while I still really do support Red Hat. But Red Hat, in my personal opinion, has a uncanny opportunity in the next 16 months, 18 months to become something really horrifically bad. The couple people I know that literally work in Red Hat assure me that that's not happening. Um, I will take their word as bond. I do believe them that Red Hat will continue to do the more open ecosystem kind of thing. Um, but I firmly believe the more that Microsoft does the open thing, the easier it is for other companies to not do the open thing and to try to um, 
sucker people into more of a closed kind of solution. Well, I was actually on the uh, Red Hat site to see how much it would cost. It's it's going to be in San Francisco, so that's not going to be yep. cheap. But uh, in regards to some of the other things, uh, I am glad to see that uh, the uh, Southeast, what is it? Is it? I thought I saw the Southeast Linux Fest still here. The North one uh, is definitely running. Uh, oh, yeah. So Southeast is still on for June 12th and June 14th. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, I think a community favorite right there. Northwest one is nothing to sneeze at too. They've got a really rabid loyal following there. Well, I've been to the Northwest Linux Fest and I will tell you it is packed with unbelievably nice people. And then you have completely scummy people like from Jupiter Broadcasting that seem to not like completely transparently intermingle with those people and it's really hard to tell the difference between the two uh southeast linux fest when dan yates was the man i will seriously give a kidney to be a part of that now that dan yates is not a part of southeast linux fest i have a little bit of hesitation in being completely behind I'm sure good people go to that event because I know many, 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 many good people that go to that event. And I do believe the event is not the end all be all, but the people that go to it are the end all be all. Um, Oh no, you're correct. (laughs) So, I mean, I would like to go to self, but I'm also never in my end of my life will ever travel further south in the middle of summer. And Southeast Lynx Fest is like in June or July. I'm in Maryland. I'm not going to a hotter, more humid climate in the middle of summer, regardless or irregardless of whoever in the hell is there, no matter what event is there, no matter what people are there, uh, I'm not going. I'm not going. If you want someone from more uh, of a northern area to come down to Southeast Linux Fest, maybe you should have it in like September, October, November, or April, March, maybe even May. Oh, you're completely right. Actually, it's funny. One of the other uh, conferences in places, the Open Data Science Conference, uh, I'm not sure when this list was compiled, but... uh, uh, I know that on Friday, the Massachusetts governor just banned all uh, uh, events or gatherings of more than 250 people. Um, and as you may have already heard, the Boston Marathon's been pushed back to September. So April 13th is usually on the weekend uh, where uh, the marathon is run. So if the marathon's canceled, I'm pretty sure this thing's canceled too. So you're saying I have a chance in the um marathon i guess um and i will oh absolutely yeah and i will say uh someone posted in the discord i honestly can't remember who which makes me feel really mean ignorant rude naive vague whatever that the libra planet sorry libra planet conference 
will be completely free this year and they will try to stream as much as possible online. Um, every time I see Libra Planet Conference, I immediately think Libra Office, so I get a really good feeling. And then I realize it's Libra Planet and it's completely closed and they will not allow certain things to be stated. Um, but it is in the Boston area, so I believe it's better people. So if you want to partake in the Libra Planet conference, I will try to have links in the notes. Supposedly it's all free. It's all available this year for everybody. Well, that would certainly be a change. I just remember how much it used to cost me when um, I used to be an active member. Um, unfortunately, when we, I'm not going to dive too much into this because we've already exhausted our feelings on this and where I feel that in most cases they've really lost their way. But uh, you know what? If it truly is free, I might actually find some time to head over there. I guess it depends on where they're having it. They held it over at uh, UMass Boston one year, and those facilities are nice. It's It's brand new, but again, I don't know if I'm up for that kind of screeching either. Well, I'll say this, it's definitely filled with special people. And with that said, I'm going to take a little bit of a pause and say, Bruce, surprise, I have to go to the bathroom. Very good. So I guess uh, following up on Libre Planet, um, as soon as you go to the main website, there it is. Libre Planet 2020 is moving online during due to concerns of ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. So all in-person events are canceled. Yeah, I mean, I, dare I say it's to be expected. Uh, but I'll ask the, you this, Bruce. You've been to previous events so I, w I will ask you is um how would you describe them what is the differentiating factor what makes Libra planet a event that you might want to participate in besides seeing a inordinate amount of females sorry for identifying their gender dyed with blue hair oh boy that's funny you say that well anyway i'm Moving away from that. Sorry, too easy. <laughs> Moving away from that. Uh, they usually actually have some interesting uh, uh, discussions. And I think one of the, the problems with that is that, you know, it's always 50-50 because, you know, uh, you 
you get a really good uh good lecture but that's where it ends because the speaker is almost 90 percent of the time inaccessible or they are not the same person that you just heard you know 15 minutes ago on the podium and for all of the interesting talks, it's always offset by the personalities. And I, I don't get it because, you know, it's, I, I, it is, it's a cult. It's a cult when the day is done. I'm sorry for the folks who are part of that, who are listening to this, but I, I there's, it's just that inescapable feeling after you've seen something and, you know, wanting to talk to others. It's, it's almost, uh, it's almost like a brainwashing event. Well, I'm very happy you said it, not me, because I will say it like this. It is a cult. It is a religiousosity. It is a division. It's almost like Scientology. It's almost like Mormons. It's almost like Catholicism. That's what Libra Planet has become. And I, And if you hear that and you think I'm being negative, I'm not. Because if that's what it takes for these people to gain traction, if that's what it takes for these people to gain appeal, if that's what it takes for these people to to make others in their faction believe in them, well, that's what it takes. I'm not going to deny them that. <clears throat> I will say everything involving with Libra Planet I've heard in the past has an unbelievable faith in what they're doing is right. And I believe that they believe that this is the correct way to move forward. With that stated, I believe that what they're doing does have the best of intentions. And I do believe that what they ideal towards is a good thing. With that stated, I'm not going to give them money. I'm not going to give them open support because I believe they're a little bit too easily radicalized in believing not only if they're doing right, but they're too easily and too quickly pointing their finger saying somebody else is doing wrong. Um, I don't like organizations that focus on negative concepts. Interestingly enough, looking through the extensive list of the names of the people that are going to be speaking there's actually only one that i recognize and that's bradley coon from the uh uh free software um uh the litigation service they uh support but anyway um yeah there's nothing in here with gnome apparently they may no longer be free i don't know but uh um yeah interestingly enough I don't see John's name on here either, uh, John Sullivan, the president, because I would have expected the very minimum he'd be the man introing and, you know, assisting with the closing of the ceremonies. But, yeah, maybe things have, have changed in the ranks. Um, I don't want to say yes, but I do believe something has changed. Um, there was another link. I'm going to see if I can find it here, Bruce. I don't think I will be able to find it. Um. I will just put it like this. Um, the only constant in the Linux world is everything is always changing. There is no completely perfect black or white. There is never a completely right or wrong. You have to take everything in perspective 
of context. With that stated, this show is being brought to you Saturday, March 14th, a.k.a. Pi Day, uh, around 10.48 p.m. If you would like to partake in this episode live, like Sputnik, I want to say is the name, or like the small box admin or other people, all you have to do is follow us on the provided links in the show notes, whether it be Discord, Mattermost, Twitter, or even Facebook. Oh, I did throw up my mouth when I said that. Um, I will say, Bruce, is there any free Libra type of things that you wanted to mention before we ended off? Because I did have one. Uh, no, I think uh, my my misguided thoughts are all been are now all out there. Uh, I'll defer to your <laughs> your next round. Well, while I drink some Johnny Walker liquor, I'll say this. There's a lot of things that happen in the real world and in the digital world where there is no absolute rights and wrong. In the digital world, we have multiple different types of open source licensing, whether it's GPL2, GPL3, MIT, Apache, all these different things. And if you stop and ask someone which is best, everyone will have an opinion. And guess what? None of them are right because it always depends on the context. Same thing absolutely applies when it comes to world government and it comes to things that happening. What's more important, the security of the greater number of people or individual personal liberty? Well, it depends. If, you, if I'm talking about my country, well, then of course the country is more important. But if I'm, if I'm talking about my family and my extended family, well, of course they're more important. Which one is right? Neither one of them. Which license is best? None of them. When someone tries to send me an email telling me that they're challenging me or they're calling me out because I tend to like things that I have experience with and I tend to not like things that I don't have experience with, I don't want to cuss on this show, but no, duh. That's a normal human cognitive bias. That's what people do. We tend to believe things that we believe. We tend to doubt things that we doubt. That's how humans work. Um, I will say Linux is a never-ending, changing ecosystem. I will encourage people, do not forget, challenge everything you listen to if you listen to something as ridiculous as a linux person who openly admits they only found linux a year ago and now they proclaim like like literally like a televangelist that they know what they're talking about don't give them money lord don't give them money stop giving them money these people are literally only out for your dollar they're not out for personal discovery. They're not out for the greater good. Uh, there are so many people on podcasts. There are so many people on YouTube. There are so many people I've heard on personal, like social media, that are disgusting. 
I don't want to say the word slutty, but they're incredibly slutty about their Linux. Understand this. Linux is not for you. Linux is not for me. Linux is not for Linus. Linux is for the future of open computing. That's what Linux is for. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate. Podcast at linuxfortherestofus.com or 7076podnut. And I assure you, if you do not get an answer, that means I did not get your communique. And if I did not get your communique, don't hesitate. Send it again because I will reply sooner or later. It might take me a week, but I will reply. Um, I will say it like this, Bruce. Is there anything in the open source ecosystem that you think in the next week I should take a look at? Short answer is no, because uh, going through the list of items and things that we come up with every week, um, you know, I think that like anything else, it will change. It will change tomorrow. It'll change Monday. Uh, I'm actually really intrigued to see what kind of news filters through the tech world, especially in the next couple of weeks. Uh, may, we might actually see a giant, giant hack. Uh, I would look out for some kind of story like that. I think there's a major event on the horizon. I agree. And I will say the list of links that I send to Bruce every week, I'm going to have in the notes this week. So if you want to, click the notes and you'll see all these things. And if you think we should have talked about any of these things, do not hesitate to send us an email, podcast at com. The only link I'm going to comment on right now is the Sunlight Manifesto. Anytime you hear the word manifesto, you have to under, unbelievably believe you're going to be reading something unbelievably biased. Okay, what this guy says, he's worked up to this for many years. If you do what's called lateral searching, you find this guy has been pushing this agenda for at least eight years. But this Sunlight Manifesto was unbelievably interesting, and I will do my damnedest to make sure also in the links, there is a link to the Navigating Digital Information and the main reason I'm going to include this link is you should not believe anything anybody says ever. You should always do your own research. Thus, I believe my personal job title should not be information serverless specialist too, but I believe my job title should be senior internet research specialist too. Because that's what I'm good at. I'm good at deciphering information, digging through, and finding what is more than likely the actual story. And not just some article that some DB posted on some social media platform. I will say to Bruce, thank you again. And Bruce, do you have any parting words? No, but I will tell you, whenever I hear the word manifesto, I usually that's usually followed up with a news item following a, an explosive uh, a building that's been uh, bombed, but we'll move on from that. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I really do encourage people to go to that link, go through that article that he posted. There's a couple really good points that he makes. There's a couple completely obscure 
fallacies that he lynches onto and swears that they're real. But either way, it's a really eye-opening article. Um, and I will say it like this. Do not forget, always, always, and only support those who support you. If you're supporting something that constantly throws ads down your throat, well, damn it, you get everything that you deserve. If you support those who support you, you will only become richer. You will only become wealthier. You will only become more knowledgeable. You will also only become more patient and more understanding. That's what I try to do. You should try to do the same. Am I perfect? Nope. Is Bruce, is Bruce perfect? Well, maybe, but no one out there is perfect. I try to drill into my kids. Perfection is unobtainable, but we all need to try to become more perfect. And with that said, I cannot encourage anyone more. Never in your life forget. If you do not have root, you never, ever, 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 ever know who does. And with that said, I will talk to everyone again, hopefully, in about a week.